Hey, hey, friends, welcome back to another episode of Priorities on Purpose. It's your girl, Melissa Bat. And today I'll tell you about my experience when I went to church Sunday because since I was, I mean, literally 10 minutes away from Stephen Furtick's church, of course I had to go at least once. I just had to go. Judge me if you will. But I was like, I just need to go one time. I want to know if it's exactly how I think it is or if it's not. Like, is the worship going to be amazing? And then we're going to talk about my experience and what I learned and my thoughts and takeaways from going to Stephen Furtick's Elevation Church. Hey there, I'm Melissa Batt, the host of Priorities on Purpose, a podcast for overwhelmed direct sellers who want to grow their income, audience, and influence without sacrificing their mental health and main priorities. Whether you're just starting a new adventure or you're 15 years in and have already climbed the ranks, I want to help you have the life and the business of your dreams. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Or maybe you thought you had it and something changed. Whether you have your entire dream mapped out or have completely given up on all the possibilities, I'm here to remind you that God is bigger than the little box we put him in. This side gig is part of his plan. It's not your sole purpose, but it absolutely has purpose. As a Christian life and business coach, I'm here to help you get out of your head and live with intention so you can enjoy what matters most without the guilt. More time to do what you love, more peace, more impact, more money, and opportunities to give to those you wanna help. I promise to be your hype girl, business bestie, and biggest cheerleader as I share proven and simple strategies that will be sure to help you live a fulfilled life with a strong, sustainable business. Are you ready to stop chasing all the shiny things and get laser focused? Put your earbuds in while you're cooking dinner or folding that laundry and let's get to it, friend. This is one time when multitasking is actually gonna be beneficial. My mind is blown. There was a few things that I really wanted to call out. Number one, I went to the website and I did a little research to figure out which campus he would be on if he was to be there in person. There are plenty of times when he's not there in person, I guess, but he was there. So we went to the Ballantyne campus in North Carolina. That's where he was. And I think it said to get there. So like, I don't know, 30 minutes early or something like that. If you go, you definitely want to get there way, 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 way earlier than that because the traffic was insane. Here's a little tip for you. If you go, park where you see people parking and walk because you'll get there much, much faster because the traffic was insane. So we ended up parking in like a little plaza and walking. And if we would have pulled out of the traffic sooner, we would have gotten there a whole lot sooner. And so we ended up in the very beginning, we were seated in the overflow section. That's how I felt. I was like, are you kidding me? I could be watching this from TV on the way home. <laughs> and now I'm like in the building to watching it on a TV. I'm just not a fan of that. Okay, y'all, I'm just not a fan. If I'm going to watch it on TV, I might as well just listen to the podcast. That's kind of how I feel. So that was kind of a bummer that we got seated in the overflow section, which basically means they have no more seats. They're at capacity and they tell you 
go sit in this section that's like kind of in their foyer. And they're constantly like they were putting up more chairs and people kept coming in. And I will say that by this time, it was probably like five minutes till. We got there way, way, way earlier, but it still wasn't early enough. So that is a tip for you. If you don't want to be seated in the overflow section, get there way, 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 way earlier. If you park and walk, that's going to get you there a whole lot earlier. You don't want to have to wait in the traffic because I'm guessing that we were on the road to turn in. Like it was, we could see the church and we were still waiting like 30 minutes in, in line because the the traffic was just crazy. Keep that in mind. You definitely want to get there a little earlier, especially if you don't want to be seated in the overflow section. I wanted to worship and be in the room where all the people were. That was the only drawback. What I really was impressed with, and listen, I am telling you, the volunteers at the Elevation Church blew my mind with kindness. They were so kind and so loving, and they truly had a passion for people. If they didn't, they sure had me fooled because every single person, and I'm talking about from the people that are outside helping with the parking lot, the people that are there, they have different things set up. So there's like all these little stations where you want to get into um, a discipleship type group or their home group, small group. I don't really remember what they called it. If you're new, if you have kids, if you have teenagers, like they have all of these people out front of the church outside and they were all so friendly. I remember just being like, wow. And then when we got inside and even when we had to go to the overflow, the lady was so cool about it. She was like, listen, we're going to try to find more seats and where we're going to pull from is this overflow section. So go sit there and be looking for us because that we're going to come and we'll tell you if there's seats available. They did that. And so we eventually, during the worship part, got in to the sanctuary auditorium. I don't even know what you call it because it seemed way bigger than a sanctuary. But anyways, we got in and I had told my husband, this is how I know like how much I've changed. Because in the past... I would be afraid I would get lost if I went by myself. And I told Eric, I was like, listen, if they come back and they say they have room for one person, I'm going. I don't really care. Like, I'm going by myself. He was like, really? I'm like, I want to get in there. Like, I want to experience the whole thing. Like, I didn't want to be that far away and take all of that time to be in the overflow room. Like I wanted to experience it fully for myself. So they kept coming and saying, we have room for four, we have room for three. Because basically what they do is there's people inside the sanctuary and they're any empty seat and they're going to fill it. They finally got to like, because I was watching with I had eye contact with that lady that whole entire time. And finally, they were she was like, how many do you have? And I said, two, but we can split up. And so we ended up sp splitting up and 
I sat in the very back. They actually brought extra seats in for some of us to be sitting at the very, very top. And then my husband was down more towards the middle. I liked my seat because I had plenty of leg room and I could stand or I could sit and I didn't have to feel like I had people right on top of me. So I loved that. And again, the volunteers, like some guy who was walking by, he's like, hey, are you doing okay? I just felt like they went above and beyond. And I really liked that. Now, after service, they have a like, are you a first time visitor kind of thing. So I wanted to do that because you could get a free shirt and I wanted a free elevation shirt, right? So I told Eric, I was like, we're before we leave, we're going to go back out there to do it. And so we went back out there and I met the coolest volunteer. We're now Instagram friends. And if you listen to this, you better send me a DM and tell me that you listen to the podcast. So she was amazing. I was talking to her because they have online e-groups. That's what they're called, e-groups. And I had looked into those in the past and I was actually going to lead one, I think. And this was probably 2020, probably. And she had made a comment that she was like, oh my gosh, like, I've been thinking about leading one, but I'm just so scared. Or she said something to that effect. And I caught it. And I was like, if you feel God is telling you to do that, you do know that if you don't do it, it's disobedience, right? And she ended up crying. I cried. Like, it was just a really good moment. We sat there and talked for like probably 20 minutes. And my favorite part, and if you, if you're listening to this and you attend a church, I want you to write this down. They ask every person who is new if they can pray with them and if there was any requests that they have. And so I thought that was just the coolest thing ever for her to be able to pray with us and not even know us and ask, is there anything you need prayer for? It was just really, really cool. And I, I loved that extra touch because we really felt seen, I think. And as somebody who has been to a lot of churches, it's just needed. You never know what people are going through. And I think it's an opportunity that is missed because I've never been to a church that did that. I was talking to someone at my church and telling her how cool I thought that was. And she had a great point because they have this thing set up in the early as well. I don't know if they pray with them in the like before service also, or they only do that after service. When we first got up there, I was going to fill out the thing or whatever because it says first time visitors come here or start here or something like that. So I was going to do it when we first got there. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I so want you to get in there, get in the, the sanctuary and not miss a thing. So make sure you come visit afterwards. So I don't know if they tell everybody that or they only tell those who are you know, running way late. But I just it was so powerful to be on the receiving end of those prayers and to feel like it really mattered. And I can only imagine how 
that would feel to somebody who has nobody. I just think it's it, it was a powerful moment, and I think every church should do that. So that was my favorite part. Let's talk about the worship. So the worship, I loved the worship. And I think that part of the worship experience for me was a little tainted because we ended up in the overflow section and I couldn't really pay attention because I was looking for the lady to make eye contact to get into the sanctuary. But my biggest takeaway was like the worship at my church is just as good. I felt like they didn't sing many songs. Like I wanted like our church worship does not seem rushed at all. And I felt like maybe it was rushed a little bit. It felt like there was uh, three songs and moving on. And it may not even been three songs. I don't really remember. But now let's talk about Stephen Furtick. I know a lot of people have different opinions on him. I personally think that he is serving God and doing the work God has called him to do. And just like everyone else, is he going to get it right every day, like 100% of the time? He's human, right? That's why we need to read our own Bible instead of just listening to someone read theirs. But I think that for him and this church, like he is meeting people where they are. And I think that where I am now in my faith, I would need to go deeper. But I absolutely, like, I still listen to his podcast because sometimes I just need it. I feel like he has a really good way of, like, flipping the script and encouraging and speaking the word. That's my thoughts on that. Obviously, if I was excited to go to his church, I don't hate him. I actually really like him. And in really tough seasons, his messages really helped me keep going because I didn't want to go anywhere. Like I didn't want to go, period. I didn't I didn't want to get out of bed. And in the darkest seasons, his messages kept me going. And so God is using him. And the amount of people in that church, I'm just like, wow, is a huge church. There were so many people. Afterwards, like they do do an altar call. I will say the one thing, because so many people is like, yeah, it's spiritual milk. Well, I mean, there's a whole lot of people that need spiritual milk, right? They need the milk before they get to the solid foods. It's a process. It's absolutely necessary. I still sometimes need to drink milk, right? Don't we all? But I will tell you that they did encourage the e-groups a lot. And the e-groups is where it gets deeper. Obviously, I don't go to one of those. I can't tell you about it, but you could tell that they had a process. They are not just encouraging the people to come in the doors and sit for two hours and leave and go on their day. They are working hard to get them plugged in. My guess is like a volunteer or to get into one of those groups. And I I really liked it. And now I can't wait to go. What is the church that I want to go to next? The Belonging Co. That's the one. It's a church in Nashville. I would also love to go to, I think the church is called The Pursuit. It's in Washington, I think. I follow him on Instagram. He's pretty good also. 
and again, I'm not saying that if I lived there, I would, I would want to go to that church regularly. I don't know. It, it was really big and I didn't like the traffic, but if you volunteered, you would get there a whole lot earlier. So I don't know. And I'm not in that situation. So I don't have to really put a lot of thought into it. Okay, guys, this is this episode. I feel like I was a little all over the place, but you get what you get and you don't throw a fit, right? Also, just to l- put this out there, because I don't have any sponsorships for my podcast. So let me just plug my own stuff. I would love to work with you. One of the things that Lisa and I have talked about, because I know that God is calling me to do some speaking gigs. And while I'm doing like the speaking stuff and working towards that, I know that one-on-one coaching is where I'm supposed to be right now. And part of me felt like one-on-one coaching wasn't ministry. Hilarious because a lot of my coaching clients, what are they doing? They're learning how to read the Bible. They are going back to church. They are having hard conversations. They're getting real with God and real with themselves of like taking their priorities and really walking in them instead of just talking about it. And so I guess that is ministry. And that's where at the beginning of the episode, I was like, if I would know what I know today, I probably wouldn't have went this way. I wouldn't have walked this out. Because there is no way I would have called myself like, I wouldn't have put my name in ministry together, but God. Now, the speaking stuff, I thought, yeah, like I know God has given me a vision with shackles falling off of an auditorium full of women, just shackles falling off of their their wrists because they were becoming free of these things that have been holding them down, weighing them down. Lots and lots of shame. So I thought that was the ministry. And then I realized that, yes, that is ministry. But what I'm doing currently with coaching clients, that is ministry. And I can actually create more impact and serve those who God is calling me to better one-on-one than from a stage. From a stage, yes, I can... I can connect and help you get a transformation. But the real work starts when you walk out of there and go home. And so as a coaching client of mine, you get me weekly helping you when the resistance comes. Because how many times you go to an event and it's like, oh my gosh, that was so amazing. I'm so excited and like literally you walk into the door of your home and reality hits you in the face and you either have like a sick kid or something else happened or you know something happened. And before you know it, you've completely forgotten all the things that you were wanting to do and the things you were excited about and what God had showed you. And so I can serve you weekly right now. So If you want a free consult, I would love to offer you that. So you can reach out 
on Instagram or Facebook, or you can click the link in the show notes or send me an email at realtalktribe at mail.com or you go to my website, melissabat.com. But I would love to work with you. And if you want a free consult, I'm happy to give that to you because I love what I do. And if you've been listening to this podcast long, I love what I do. Like it's my most favorite thing. If I could do it for free, I would. I didn't even know I could make money doing this until God showed me that. And isn't that how cool God is? That he allows us to be profitable and provides income using the gifts that he has given us. God is so good. All right, guys, have a great day. See you next week. Hey, friend, that's it for this episode. If you found value, I would love it if you could take a couple of seconds and leave me a quick review. While it may seem super simple, it is so beneficial and gives me the opportunity to help more women. Also, take a screenshot and share it on social media with your biggest aha today. Don't forget to tag me at Melissa Bad Official so we can connect. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, friend, keep walking it out one baby step at a time because God's got you.